want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. What in God's name are we doing? We're like children. We're not men. No, we're not. We're not men. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! What? Did we just become best friends? Yep! Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are when we do something like that. Uh, it's 10 o'clock on a Monday, and I don't know what that must mean. This is In Sin Serious. I'm your host, Patrick Davis. With me, as always, the great Anthony White on today's show. We'll go into free agency and trades and all that in the NFL. Of course, we'll talk a little college basketball. I'm enjoying some college basketball this weekend. Uh, the NBA, we will talk some top shelf, bottom shelf, black sports spotlight, and In Sin Serious news. All coming up on the show, but let's start the show off the same way we do every week by asking you, Anthony, what is the best thing you saw this weekend? Uh, it was easily the DeSue game. That game, how he performed was just phenomenal. Uh, it was a little uh, testy towards the end, got a little close, almost gave it away, but uh, phenomenal. Now next game going to be Timmy's game, and then and then so forth. <laughs> so yeah, so we had J- Jabari Rice had his game. Right. Uh, yeah, we still have the Marcus Carr game to come. It's so good. Look, as long as they if they can keep feeding Dylan DeSue, uh like his story this during this tournament, during the Big 12 tournament, has been something so awesome to watch. And we'll talk a little bit more about college basketball in a little bit. But uh, so happy for uh, for a kid from Pflugerville yeah. uh, to get to live out this dream is, is so awesome. Uh, I like on the sheet you put in right underneath uh, the best thing you saw this week is Austin FC lose, loses to the Houston Dynamo. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know why you put that I in there. I, did, but I, I guess <laughs> apparently you're just hating on Austin FC now. Who knew? Listen, we got to always put them in no matter win or loss. <laughs> I didn't know. I, th- I thought it was just in the wrong section. I thought I thought maybe you were just, you know, you're just hating on the Austin FC now. No, sir. I, no. I'm still an FC fan. You're still an FC fan? Yeah. Even with the, the dumb new TV? Oh, uh, uh well, but that's not their fault. That is, MLS. I mean, it's everyone in the MLS's it's fault. MLS's fault. Yeah, oh, it's so dumb. Luckily, I have a telephone provider who gave me a free password. God bless you. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it is ridiculous to have a growing brand uh, <laughs> so- of a game and be like, "Hey, do you know other soccer is on TV?" And you can just watch that instead. Yeah, you just watch that instead because you have to pay for this <laughs> to watch not the top level of soccer. Uh, seems silly. Seems silly. Seems silly if you're trying to. Build your brand of MLS, but uh, I digress. Let's get into some NFL. Uh, you know, it is we've we've gone past we're oh, we're almost a week into free agency now. Mm-hmm. We're a week past the the legal tampering period uh, started a week ago, uh, and we've seen some things. Uh, let's start. We'll start with the Texans, and we'll get to the Cowboys. Right, right. Uh, Texans have been putting a lot of pieces together, b- slowly building a really good class of free agents. Not starting anything long term. Exactly. Very uh, smart. And I also think that this free agency class as a whole does not want to sign a lot of a lot of long term deals because the NFL is clearly trying to reset the market right now. Yeah. Uh no one is signing really big deals, or not a lot of people are signing really big deals. The market is down for almost every position. So I think a lot of these guys are coming out and just being like, Yeah, let's do one more year and see if this maybe corrects itself back a little bit more in our favor in the next year. And I can get paid a little bit more, but today bringing Devin Singletary, which is a nice uh, addition. For addition Damian when you have Pierce. Damian Pierce, yeah. you need another running back. Gives you a little bit more veteran leadership in the locker room. So I really like that one. And the Dalton Schultz signing, uh, I think, is a great signing. Great you need signing. you need a tight end. You get Andrew Beck, who can help uh, block at one tight end, 
and now in another tight end position, you're going to be able to bring in a guy who's going to help you out. And they re-signed Laramie Tunsil as well, uh, making him the highest paid uh, left tackle in the game again. How does this work? How does that work? He's his own agent. This is the same man who wore a gas mask during his draft. It's just it, This is the same man who was, you know, sabotaged by somebody. I don't know who, but somebody sabotaged this guy uh, during his draft. He can play football. And what's funny is... So that's why he just came in there. He's like, I can play football. No, no. Play I think me. they said, you're going to draft a rookie quarterback, and do you really want to go in there without a left tackle? Now, they could have played out this year. That's fair. But you, look, I, what I like what the Texans are doing is that they are trying to build a place where a rookie quarterback can thrive instead of what so many teams do and the Texans have done in the past, which is, hey, we're going to draft this rookie, and then... We're going to see how it works, and if he plays well, then we'll get him some more pieces. And every- They're basically putting him in a situation to help his growth so when he can get in, he can, he can get in the league and hit the ground running knowing you're going to be asking him to start his rookie season and not doing the backwards way of, well, we're going to start this other guy, so we'll let him get hit 48 times. No. And we know we're going to bench him halfway through the season because we have no receivers, no O-line. Uh, they are able to go through and, and build a little bit more, get him a safety net of Dalton Schultz. It's a real good safety net. Get him you know, an O-line that has two really good tackles, and you have some other good pieces on this O-line. They've spent a lot of draft capital uh, on this O-line. I-, I like what they've been doing. I like that they built this defense up, and, and this one we'll get to Cowboys in a minute, but basically lowering down what you need in the draft right, right. is a big – you don't want to wait till after the draft when you realize, oh man, there was a run at, at D tackle and we didn't get our guy. Or there's a run at wide receiver and we missed out and we didn't get our guy and now we don't know what to do. Now the Texans are probably still looking at wide receiver in the draft. Uh, you have Meiji who's coming off of uh, battling leukemia, so we will have to see where, you know, what shape he is in, what he's able to come back and play at. Hoping to play at a high level. Nico Collins had a good year last year, but they don't really have right now a wide receiver one. They, uh, well, I wouldn't say he's a wide receiver run, but they also added uh, Robert Woods. They had a Robert, yeah, they added Robert Woods as well, another veteran in there yeah. that can help them out. But yeah, he, I don't believe he's a wide receiver one either. So you may try and draft a guy that you feel has a chance to be a wide receiver one. Uh, but they're also, I think when you see bolstering this O-line, signing Andrew Beck at tight end, I think you're going to run the ball a lot next year as well. Yeah. And so that's why getting a Devin Singletary, another change of pace back, and there's a deep draft. You may be able to later in the rounds pick up a rookie running back as well to help kind of bolster that in the sixth, seventh round. Get another running back so you kind of have three guys you can run through. There's going to be injuries. We just know there are at that yeah. position. So I, I, I like what they've been doing. So are you saying you're... Uh... I'm saying I've been cyber-stalking them. <laughs> we got to get through the draft, though. Okay. Because if they take a freaking defensive lineman in that second pick and not a quarterback... There's no way. I don't think so. After everything they've done, no. I was I thought for sure they were going to try and sign Jimmy Garoppolo and do that. Yeah. Uh, once Jimmy Garoppolo went to the Raiders, and that's the other part. The Raiders are doing the exact same thing that destroyed the Broncos when, when, jo- when McDaniels was there. Which is? Which is basically only my guys can play. I I don't care about anyone else. All the rest of you suck. Only my guys. Well, are your guys going to do? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that he's a wide receiver three. We're making him a wide receiver one. It was an odd addition with Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Like, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is not a bad signing because you got him on a really good value. Yeah. But he's also going to get hurt. 
we know he's going to get hurt because your O-line's not great. And, you, and clearly you, they don't want to play for you because we saw Darren Waller wanted to get out. We saw that jo- Josh Jacobs would love to be traded. None of the, Neither of these guys want to play for, for McDaniels. They just added a tight end, though. Um, they did. They just signed uh, – I can't remember who it was either. But, yeah, they did just bring in another tight end uh, as well. But I, I don't get – like you're, you're basically putting together this team that is the, – it's a similar problems of to you – these guys are all number ones because they're your friends because these are guys you've coached with before. But it's not talent evaluation because talent evaluation is going out there and finding the best players and putting them together. That's what I was worried about with the Texans when a lot of their early moves were all guys they had played with before and coached before. That started to scare me. I was looking at the Texans going, oh, man, you can't only take your guys because there's a reason they're available. Yeah, There's a reason that the, the team is letting them go and you're going, oh, and no, you know, another man, you know, another man's trash is another man's treasure. That's not the way it works in professional sports as much. Now, if you can make a Jimmy Garoppolo play, but Jimmy Garoppolo, he wants him to play sit in the pocket. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a he gets hurt every season. Yeah. And you're gonna want him to sit in there and have long developing routes. Look, I get you got Devontae Adams, so you're gonna have somebody to throw to no matter what. Yeah, well, I think got Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is good, but he was hurt a lot of last year as well. Yeah. I just don't like what, like, other than Devontae Adams on this team and Josh Jacobs, which Josh Jacobs is 90% gone after next year unless they give him just a ton of money, which in this running back market, why would you do it? So I think he's gone next year. You got rid of Darren Waller. And they replaced him with O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard, that's right. O.J. Howard, who played 10 games for the Texans last year, did okay. (laughs) But not, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, I, so I'm definitely looking in the window because I'm, a lot of the things that made me dislike the, the Texans are is, is what's happening in, in Las Vegas right now. <laughs> I'm trying to get away from it, and then the dysfunction follows me. So, like it's my fault as it, a fan. Maybe it could be you. Maybe you how? just <laughs> you how just, how possibly <laughs> as a fan? Did they hear I was a fan? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, Lions fans, you're welcome. Yes, thank you. Sir. Stop. You can stop telling me I should have picked. We no. all get the Lions were good. One of the reasons I did not go to the Lions was because I didn't want to jinx the fun that the Lions I were. I appreciate you for not doing that. I, I do think the Lions messed up not signing Jamal Williams. I like what they've done this offseason. They've made some good pickups, but I think you should have kept Jamal Williams. For what what purpose? Because he's such a good he's guy awesome. in the locker room. Yes, he is. But, I mean, getting you can't pass up on adding a David Montgomery onto your roster. I get it. I, I think Jamal Williams did exactly what you wanted him to do uh, because he was just that short yardage back. Yeah. But I, I just like to, I just don't like when you get rid of a guy that's big in the locker room. I know. I know. It's nitpicky. I think they're having a really good offseason. Uh, they go out and got uh, uh, the, the uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, which was uh, another superb pickup, trying to pick up this defense. Because the offense played really well last year for the Lions. Right. So uh, I think they're doing really good. Let's talk about the Cowboys, though. Your Cowboys make the trade from the Texans yes. to get Brandon Cooks. Phenomenal. Which, great, great job. They were able to basically win this negotiation over time. They knew the Texans wanted to get rid of him. They knew they wanted to move on. I think as they were getting closer this probably could have stretched to the draft or something, but once you get to the draft, you don't want Brandon Cooks necessarily sabotaging anything yeah. by being unhappy. And you know, when you have somebody who's a, in a bad mood at a workplace, it can make it can be contagious. And even if he's not even saying anything, if he just comes in, he's like, "Oh, they make us run these drills again." You're like, "I don't know. I've been in the league for a year. Yeah, how do I know if this is a thing that you know you've played for every team because you've been traded four times now." <laughs> 
Like you, you must know how it works. So I, I think it's good to put him over on the Cowboys, where he's going to be a lot happier for sure. Playing on a contender, the Texans take I believe six million of his eighteen million dollar salary, right? Uh, making it so it's only twelve million dollar burden onto the Cowboys. So great pickup there. They give up a fifth and a six in uh, future years. Uh, superb trade for the money. Like it, it's a it, it's a win compared to the you know they were thinking about OBJ or Hopkins. Yeah, Much and OBJ, better. I know he came out this week and he said, I don't know where the $20 million figure came from. I didn't say that. I just said I wanted more than four. And you're like, yeah, you deserve more than four. Alan Lazard just signed for 11, though. So the wide receiver market, man, you really should have done it last season. Yeah. And unfortunately for him, he was hurt. But I think if he would have signed anywhere last season, he probably could have gotten more money. If he would have taken that Giants deal, it was probably going to be 12 to 15. And he'll be lucky to get that now. I still think the Giants may be a place he ends up. Yeah. Just in the fact that, you know, they, they, need, they, somebody. they need somebody. Like, they're bringing back Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Just because they, there's no one there they for them. They need bodies, yeah. Uh, they need bodies in there. Uh, you know, and look, the Ravens should make a phone call. I know they aren't, but if you're keeping Lamar Jackson, go get Lamar Jackson somebody. See, just somebody. Just try to get somebody on that tell. To help Lamar Jackson out if you really care about keeping him, but you don't. You don't. You don't care about keeping <laughs> you him. You're jerks, Baltimore. <laughs> uh, but the Cowboys make this trade. It's a really good deal. Uh, I, I I like what they've been doing. Now, I think they would have matched Dalton Schultz's offer if they would have been if Dalton Schultz had called them back and said, "I will stay if you give me one year, nine million. I I don't I don't see any reason in the world why they would not have matched that. Because they had offered him more than that a couple months ago, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think he did. I don't know if it's because he felt scorned that they, you know, that they, he felt he was undervalued by them for what he did, and he wanted to, you know, to be paid for past work and everything else. I don't know if he is a Kellen Moore guy. You know, some of these guys can be on offense. Well, no, and you say, hey, look, I he he may Kellen Moore maybe is a guy that he really likes his offense. He likes his stuff. He may not be a Mike McCarthy guy. And so if he says, hey, you're talking trash about the guy I like and I don't like you, sure. then I could see why he'd want to move on to another place. Uh, so whatever that was, I, I... But, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Because if we're going to be making the same amount of money, but on a better franchise, why why leave? Because I think you can, I think you figure you can go to the Texans and try and accomplish something new and show different things you can do mm. to try and get that contract in a year. Where if sure. you go to Dallas, you know they don't want to sign you long term. Yeah. So you're basically just a one year stopgap for them. And then they're going to be trying to get Jake Ferguson ready to take over. They may draft another tight end. Yeah. And you're just there. Yeah. But you are not in their future plans. Whereas the Texans, you may be in their future plans. If you and this the quarterback they draft build a rapport, they may try and sign you long term. So I think there's a new opportunity, and you just you know there yeah. is feelings in us as well. Sure. Like if you think Jerry Jones was a jerk for not giving you the money, and you want to play for him, if you don't like Mike McCarthy, you, you'd want to move on. That's I right. get it. Yeah, uh, but I think they would have gladly matched one for nine if if given the opportunity. Uh, so they still have to figure out tight end, but I think the Cowboys now have really shrunk down their needs, and there are rumors about them going after a defensive tackle now as well. That is another big lead, uh, big need. I don't think Hankins is still there. Uh, I believe he was a free agent. So if you say you need no. to get you need to get a stopper in the middle, that's somebody you could possibly get in the draft. But if you get it beforehand, then now your draft is all right. You have to get a running back. 
you have to get a running back. I, I can't drink the Cowboys Kool-Aid until I see the running back they can get because Mike McCarthy keeps saying we're going to run the ball. We are going to run the ball. You know, that old OC, he didn't want to run the ball. I want to run the ball. And you say, who are your running backs? And they go, well, <laughs> one of them's hurt. We think he can be good, but he's hurt, and we have no idea how he's going to come off this injury because we just had another wide receiver that we thought was could be a wide receiver too, and after his injury, he could not be a wide receiver too. Now, maybe he will step up and play better this year, but Michael Gallup. I was say, you talking about Michael Gallup? Michael Gallup was not a wide receiver too this year. By the way, Michael Gallup has never been a wide receiver two in the league. Now, he may have had the potential to be, but he was never because he was a wide receiver three the entire time he plays for the Cowboys yeah. and then got hurt and was not able to come in. Do you think they they don't you don't think they sign uh, a free agent running back? They just did though, didn't they? I thought they brought in uh or no, they haven't brought him in yet. They're they're talking to Ronald Jones. Oh, I did see that. They're talking to Ronald Jones. They have not signed him. They're talking to Ronald Jones. But it's, Ronald it's Jones is not English. But that's like that's a third running back, right? He's not he's, he's if you're if you're running back game one, now the thing is, this is a heavy running back draft. So you figure they're going to get another running back in the draft. I have to see who they get in the draft. I'd prefer if they signed someone better than Ronald Jones. I think Ronald Jones can do some good things, but he better be. Unless you're getting Green or Robinson as your running back, like the two top running backs. Right. Ro- I love Roshan Johnson, but I don't think Roshan Johnson is going to carry you through the beginning of the season. You should have signed a Deontay Foreman. Yes. Uh, it was $3 bucks. That I don't know why you weren't on the phone to him immediately <sighs> and just go like, hey, let's go get this done and bring you in. Because yep. even with Tony Pollard back, then you're set there. But that is what I need to see there. I, I don't know what they're going to do in the first round, if they are going to go tight end, if they're going to go defensive tackle. I, I assume they're going offense because they've spent a lot of money on the defense. Yeah. Uh, but you don't know. It's not wide receiver anymore. We know wide receiver is off the table now. Uh, getting Brandon Cooks. You think they go tight end, O-line, running back? I would like if he's there, they go running back. Otherwise, if he's not there, I, I'd see them going elsewhere. Possibly tight end, but more than likely O-line. Yeah, I think O-line's probably the safest you know bet. I know a lot of mocks have them drafting Dalton Kincaid. I see uh, a lot the of mocks uh, have them drafting defense. I I if, could see that, but once you get Gilmore, or uh, yeah, you got Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore at cornerback. You re-signed Wesley, you re-signed Leighton Vander Esch. You really only need need a defensive tackle. Now there's a lot of positions you could help and upgrade right with a good pick. A lot of people could do that. I think though, with the way you spent your money. You're spending money on defense to draft offense. This is normally how teams do it. You draft defense, you still don't have that running back. And now you're got later in the rounds, you'll draft defensive players. Right. But I think those that first, second round, I think you have to go offense because you don't have a starting tight end. We think Ferguson has the potential to be, but we don't know. You'd rather have a, a backup plan in case Ferguson isn't ready. Yeah. Uh so you need a tight end in there. You need uh you probably need another old lineman. You had troubles this year, you've lost uh, McGovern. Uh, went to the Bills, and you desperately, desperately need a running back. Now, running back-wise, there is hope that there is some running backs on the market. Dalvin Cook is apparently possibly available. Uh, Derrick Henry is possibly available. We know Austin Eckler is available. That price is probably way too high. high. I think, if anything, Dalvin Cook is your best bet Um, because you could probably get him affordable because of the injuries. Um, the marketplace is just not really uh, it for him. I think Henry would be too much of a risk because um, it's just you're getting a – he's been a, an all-star, but it's, he's coming to an end. 
I would go for Dalvin Cook out of anybody. Yeah, I, I mean, if I'm making a trade, I, I'd go with Dalvin Cook as well. I don't know what they'd want for him. That the price may be. I mean, they've already made it pretty clear that they want him out. They re-signed Madison, so it, all yeah. signs point to he's out. He's yeah, but it still depends. They want a second round pick. They want a third round. Like, what do you? What's the odds? What do you really want to give up for it? That'll be the question. But we won't know that until the draft. No one's no one's touching running backs until this draft because there's just too many good running backs that are going to be on the board. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Cooper Rush resigns. Look, it's solid. You get a guy who knows you know system. It's solid. Uh, I think you still need to draft a quarterback if you can. Draft somebody in the you know not you don't have to draft him early, but draft a quarterback if you can uh, to give you another option and. Man, if you hit lightning in a bottle, the Cowboys draft quarterbacks pretty well. They don't draft stars all the time, but like Mike White just got signed again. That was a Cowboys draft pick. So I think they draft quarterbacks well. I'd like to see them take another quarterback and take a chance and see maybe before you give Dak that deal, if you maybe hit lightning in a bottle or if you can get somebody, but add somebody else in there who maybe has a little bit higher of a ceiling. Yeah, uh, A couple other things. Uh, we've seen that uh, Jacoby Myers went to the Raiders. Juju P- Juju Smith Schuster to the Patriots. Ridiculous. The Patriots seem like they're really falling apart without Tom Brady now, don't Makes they? Makes no sense. Like, why? Why do people keep keep giving Juju a job? He's he's overrated. He's lost it after these last. All right. Two and are you sold on the Carolina Panthers, or is this team uh, a lot of smoke, but a lot of number twos? A lot like, of num- a lot of like number Adam twos. Thielen, Hayden Hurst. Disappointed in that one. I wanted him to go to the Jets. I wanna... Yeah, I I don't I think once though once you get Lazard, yeah, I know it was over. it's Lazard and and Wilson like he'd be a three at best. I think you got younger guys there. I mean, there's some potential with the Panthers, um, I, but yes, it's definitely a a lesser. It's like what uh, the the Texans are doing, but not as good. Yeah, I can <laughs> see that. Uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we will get into college basketball, the NBA, and uh, Black Sports Spotlight, top shelf, bottom shelf, and of course later in the show. Uh, Instant Series News. If you want to join the conversation, Specs text line 512-337-3776. We'll be back here on the Horn, 104.9, 1019 AM, 1260. Back here on Insta Serious on 1049 The Horn. Time to get let's you know, let's hit it college basketball first because right. it was a very good game. Yes, we got was. the uh Texas Longhorns going on to defeat the Penn State Nittany Lions. A very good game. One of our texters just texted in uh about pickets and not getting a foul when he pushes off. There are certain things you can do to push off, but if you want to talk about the officiating of that game, I don't know how some of those officials were officiating the tournament. I've seen them all year. There was a few people on that crew that when I saw who was officiating the game, I was like, oh, crap, the other team's going to make a run late. Because (laughs) surprisingly, this one official always calls the game that way. Every team suddenly gets back in the game late. I don't know what it is. It's him not calling the game consistently and calling things really one-sided at a point in game. It did not cost Texas the game. They turned it around. Uh, What this team does playing for each other, what this team does, the coaches coaching and being able to take the best idea of places, basically that timeout when Penn State goes on that run, and it could really go one of two ways after that. The fact they come back out and play 
really good basketball, but just start feeding the ball back to Dylan DeSue again. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, hey, man, if you can't stop it, then we just have to keep going to it. They play to that. And the team rallies around that, that a lot of teams, if you have a guy score 28 points, especially a post player like that score 28 points, maybe the defense lets up around the guard play. It never let up. Yeah. That was really, really big. Uh, like Tyrese Hunter's stat line doesn't show the impact he made, but the defense he played, getting rebounds, doing what he could do. I, I Like Timmy Allen gets 10 rebounds in that game as well, or 12 rebounds in that game as well. Uh, just really fun to see this team that wants to play for each other you know, in, in today's game, you see a lot of guys not necessarily, if they're not scoring, if they're not getting the ball, if it's not going through their hands, they're not happy. This Texas team doesn't seem that way. Can we take the interim off, his, off the title now? I, look, I, I don't want to mess with it during the tournament. Oh my I don't want to mess with it. I think, I'm hoping, my hope is that CDC has already talked to Rodney Terry and said either the deal's done or not. Let's not announce anything. It's not, let's not jinx anything, okay. but you're okay. Right. I'm hoping that's the case. If not, just go win another round and come back on that Monday and be like, hey, hey, uh, we done now? <laughs> just, just take it? Uh, yeah, hey. I, I, I get If it's still up in the air, it, it's still like I don't know the name. I can think there's probably two names out there that could still even feasibly be in a conversation and I don't think either one of them takes a job. Jay Wright. Jay Wright and Billy Donovan. Yeah. Billy Donovan hasn't coached in college basketball in almost a decade. So I, I, I'm not sure he wants to come in. He has not coached in the transfer portal era uh, where you're trying to keep your own guys and going out in the transfer portal. It's a different world. I'm not sure he'd want to come back into that. I know money talks. He's also still technically coaching in the NBA. So he would have to <laughs> be fired by the Bulls, which yeah. could happen. Yeah. The Bulls season's kind of been derailed because of the Lonzo Ball injury as well. Uh, but... He's probably gone after the Bulls. I don't see that happening. Jay Wright also, I don't. I feel like there is at least enough of a coaching fraternity. Now, if the money's right, the money's right. But I think there is a coaching fraternity that kind of has spoken. And a lot of these guys are like, hey, man, do we really want to go to a place that's going to treat Rodney Terry like this? Mm. If they're not like, if they're going to let him get to a sweet 16 and then say he didn't do a good enough job. Yeah. Like, I, I what do I have to do? Yeah, I get that. You know. Uh, so I, I'm not sure. I, I I think he's done enough to earn the job, but I thought he did enough before the tournament. I thought the only way it flips is if he then has a, you know, he slips up at a point and, like, he gets knocked out in the first round. He loses that first-round game, and it's like, all right, this is a problem. And, he, he coaches. Else is out and there. I, I still think he gets it. I still think he deserves it. Sure. Uh, but that is where I can see boosters and everybody else being a little bit more upset about it. All right, now what was more disappointing to you, the Kansas loss or the coach taking his shirt off after Arkansas Eric Musselman? Won? Yes. <laughs> uh, that's Eric Musselman's thing. Uh, oh, I, he's I, done this before? Yeah. He takes it. Yeah, he, he's a guy that it's, it's all about the energy and they're just trying to do things to show them, hey, I'm the cool kid in class. Like, <laughs> I get it. Like, I'm still cool kids. All right. You know, I hang out. I get it. I'm, I'm energy. I, I get it. Uh, it personally, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I thought that was pers- a <laughs> no, personally, it's not. It's not for me. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I get that. Uh, Kansas losing. It's surprising with the way they were playing down the stretch and with Bill Self out. Uh, I thought there was a chance. I thought they were making the Sweet Sixteen before they got knocked out. Mm, yeah. Uh, but I, I I knew there was a chance that this team just wasn't playing at a high level. Once they people figured out Grady Dick as well, like. That was a big part of their success all season long was this kid just nailing shots and teams realize he's not quite athletic enough to get himself open and so they couldn't run offense for everyone on their team 
and then try and run him off to get him open. So teams were just playing much better defense on Grady Dick, which like that that once that game plan was out, Dewan Harris had to do so much more. Uh, McCullers is dealing with injuries. I, I think it was just they they ran out of steam. The Big Twelve is a a beast of a conference. They played really well through most of it. I think they just ran out of steam. Would, at the end. would you say though, in my opinion, like the biggest disappointment of this tournament has been the Big Twelve? The fact that so many have already been are already. Uh, out. Iowa State, I thought would have done better, but I also knew that they had weaknesses. Uh, TCU was in that game against Gonzaga. I I thought really thought TCU was not going to be as good as they were. Kansas State still looks good. Uh, I, I you know, uh, Baylor was also a team that yeah. was fading down the stretch. Okay, so I, I you know I think there was something where we can say it. It's disappointing that they didn't do better. On the flip side of that, this is a team like that conference beats you up, and if you're not strong, veteran, and tough, and know, hey man, it's a battle at night in and night out. We need to really take care of ourselves. I think that's part of like Marcus Carr losing weight over the offseason was he knew the stretch, and he's like, by the end of last year, my legs were completely gone. His legs don't look great now, yeah. but he lost a bunch of weight in the offseason to try and combat that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm I'm so thrilled with what this team is doing. Uh, with Dylan DeSue, you know, a kid from Pflugerville who didn't get recruited, uh, being able to, uh, you know, get set, come back set and, and be healthy now yeah, and, and really show what he can do. I, I'm happy, like – no, no shot at Chris Beard, but Chris Beard did not necessarily like going inside to players. He liked being a more guard-centric offense. It's just what he liked playing. So I don't think Dylan DeSue could ever really shine too much in that offense as well. So with what Rodney Terry is doing right now, I, I, I just, I, it's, I'm so happy for Dylan DeSue yeah. to be able to do this and that push shot thing, whatever that Maybe shot is called. Keep doing it. Whew, keep doing it's that. Nice. Keep doing that. Yes, sir. Uh, and yeah, what's your uh, biggest? Uh, are you are you a Princeton guy now? Are you on board on the the Princeton Cinderella train? No, no, not you're not. They're not a. They're they're it's too not, smarmy of a school, yeah, right? It's I not need fun. I need like an underdog school. Yes, not guys who are all going to be like super successful businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> I need a school where you're not smarter than me and better at basketball. <laughs> Can we not have that be my Cinderella team. I mean, Furman was going to be the that would have been the. Oh yeah, f you all the time. Yeah, <laughs> their slogan is f you all the time. And Fairly Dickinson, a fun enough name to say. Yep, Fairly Dickinson. <laughs> I wanted any of those, but no, no Princeton. Uh, NBA, let's go over. John Morant set to return on Wednesday is the plan. Uh, has he done enough? The ESPN interview was underwhelming. Is this all just a big show? I'm so confused. Have you seen that they've uncovered his uh, young Instagram when he was like 13, 14? And it is exactly what you think it is of him. <laughs> it's so bad. But no, I don't think... Um, I, I he'll get, stay out of trouble, that's for sure. But it ha, having his dad still around, having p- people like Dylan Brooks on the team, just kind of egging him on. And, and this is a thing, and I don't know what's a male Karen. <laughs> uh, I don't. Know. I don't know what whatever a male Karen is. Uh-huh. I think that's the Morants in a hole because they're not full on Karen. But I feel like the stories you read about his parents now uh-huh. as well, and you see that they're like the whole parents got up, and you're like, oh, there's no responsibility. These guys just are always like, we need answers now and i feel like so like at this point uh, the fact that everyone's come out and said something about it except for his dad his mom like they're on the background like i don't see what the problem is right we need to speak we need to speak to adam silver i don't know what the problem is (laughs) i it's it's it is surprising though that they are still in third place with in four games out a lot of teams are trending the wrong way 
Uh, Dallas trending the wrong way. Yeah. Not working out. I think, you know, what we say, quiet quitting. Jason Kidd is quiet quitting the, yes. uh, the Mavs. <laughs> hey, man, I'll show up and coach the games, but I'm not going to care. <laughs> you guys keep taking away my defenders. I'm not going to care. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta loses to the Spurs last night in the East. You're, you're that Spurs. team. No, Atlanta. But this is a team like Atlanta is built so poorly. Yeah, I was gonna say that. If poorly. you look at how many bad contracts they have and how many guys like and John Collins, I know plays more street ball, but I think that's more of the fact that when he got injured and has not his shots gone, and so he used to be a scorer who could was athletic, and now he's just athletic. But Dejounte Murray and Trey Young, you added another guy be, that you thought was gonna be a player that was gonna play like he did for the Spurs. And then he comes in. He's like, "Oh, I don't want to be coached either. We just want to go out there and play." Yeah. Like, "Oh, that that doesn't win. Like that it just does not win." So does Trey have to go? I mean, yes. I see. I feel like he's the problem. I feel like he is since he's quote unquote the kind of the leader of the team, and that's his mentality. He needs to go to a team that will allow him to flourish like that. Well, that's the thing is he can go anywhere he wants it's, until he realizes that he is not he can't play the way he wants to, mm. and he needs to play team basketball. He will always be a curse. Like, he will always be more of a problem than good. Like, you can't just play the way he wants to play. Like, Alan, he's like Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson, when he learned how to play correctly and was like, I can play with everybody and use my talents and use my strengths of how good I am and how hard I've worked to get here, then he could win games. And when he just wanted to shoot 48 times a game, they lost. So, best case, he could be Allen Iverson, but worst case is he's on the verge of being Russell Westbrook again, who's just goes from team to team and just tries to win an MVP, right? Yeah, I no, I think, well, he's never even going to get close to an MVP. He's never going to sniff an MVP. Because we look at the type of players that are doing it, and Joel Embiid and Jokic, and by the way, Joel Embiid takes over MVP voting right now. Uh, I Like, the, the type of player that wins it now is winning games. And I don't know if Trey Young... Well, oh, who's winning now? Because I was going to say because I think Trey Young, you you want to put him on a thing of what the Mavs were last year, right? Mm. The Mavs were last year, which is we have one guy in Luca who's going to score all our points, and and then we're going to have a bunch of defensive guys around him, and then they had Jalen Brunson, and they miscalculated how important Jalen Brunson was to this equation. So they need that, but the, the Atlanta did that with Herder. That they said we're going to get DeAndre Hunter because he's going to play better with our guys, and he has much worse Worst than Herder. And Herder's over he's in Sacramento, killing who's killing it right yeah. now. Uh, Sacramento's going to be like I, they're a fun story to watch. Uh, Lakers, still you're still on board, still good. We're good, and LeBron James will come. We'll return sometime this season. Hey, I'll, I'll look. I'll give coach. you this. I heard this. Uh, <laughs> I think on Bill Simmons' podcast, they were talking about LeBron James versus Zion Williamson. And the fact of if LeBron James, the injury LeBron has right now. The plantar fasciitis. The plantar fasciitis. You're like, this is normally a bigger injury that yeah. takes a long time. But you're like, he's in the cryo cell and he's doing everything to rehab. Yeah. And they're like, if this was Zion, it's a year and a half. At least, yeah. It's like the guy just doesn't seem to want to care to get back. He's so good. So good if he was on the court. But it's just, I, I don't get it. I don't get these young guys that that can't get grasp the concept at all of winning like I get you like I don't get why you don't get the point of no no I want to win and I'm looking let's go see what Jokic's doing let's see what these teams that are winning are doing right. and try and do that I think Kyrie Irving's been good at what he does I think Jason Kidd just gave up on that team so it's not just young guys yeah uh but you know so many of these guys now it's like oh no this is the way it has to be he Nate McMillan 
revived Trey Young's career. Trey Young was trending downward. Nate McMillan revived it, and then he got Nate McMillan fired. Like, if that's not a guy that makes you want to – and there's more problems in, in management and leadership of the Hawks For sure. that there's a lot of problems. All those contracts. But until you get rid of Trey Young – this it's just it's you're mediocre at best. Well, you brought up injuries. Uh, Lonzo Ball. Do you think he comes back from this, or is his career done? I think he comes back. I don't think he's ever the same player. I think that in best case scenario, he ends okay. up being Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sad because it's another Bulls guy. He was a lot of fun to watch. It's sad to see. Let's do Black Sports Black Sports Spotlight of the week. I'll spit it out. It's been there a long day. It has. What do you got for us this weekend? Though? All right. Today we're talking about Emmanuel Stewart, born July seventh, nineteen forty four. He is an American boxer trainer and commentator for HBO Boxing. He was called the godfather of Detroit boxing. He was a trainer of 41 world champion fighters, including Thomas Hearns, Lennox Lewis, and Vladimir Klitschko. His heavyweight fighters had a combined record of 34-2-1 in title fights, and he was inducted in the International Boxing Hall of Fame as well as the World Boxing Hall of Fame. So salute to Emmanuel Manny Stewart. There you go, Emmanuel Stewart. Salute. Uh, let's go top shelf, bottom shelf every week. Anthony will give me the stories we did not have time to get to and the rest of the show. And I will tell you if they're the top shelf grade A Dylan DeSue or that bottom shelf rest of the Big 12. <laughs> we'll get to you. Uh, you can join the conversation. 512-337-3776 is the Specs text line if you've got a topic that we have not we have missed today. Well, Anthony, what do you got for us for this week? All right. Uh, first is a bummer. Jose Altuve out indefinitely. Uh, this is the whole World Baseball Classic as a whole. Uh, I know people are getting pretty mad about it because the injuries. Edwin Diaz got hurt. I know Frey Freeman got hurt last year or a couple years ago. And so people are like, why are they doing this? Uh, if it's your guy who gets hurt, I- I'm one of the rare guys. I get it. I think Altuve will be fine. He will come back later in the season, uh, get some rest, and get him better. These players seem to really, really love playing in this. Yeah. And it's a rare thing to have one of these tournaments where people really, really want to be a part of it and the players. So I-, I think it's awesome. I think it's building the game as a whole uh, of players. Like getting together and you know, being able to make relationships off of their own teams, I think is going to be beneficial to the game. And if USA can win it again, I know there's Mexico was unhappy with how their seeding went and uh, games being moved so they could be so USA could play on TV. But uh, I think it's good for American baseball, and baseball needs some more love in America because uh, it is losing ground. Very true. Uh, Rick Pitino to St. John's. You know, sometimes it's better <laughs> to hire the guy that's right for the job than the guy with the name. And I know that's not always the case, but uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get the Rick Pitino. Like, for How a guy old like, is he? He's like eighty. I don't, I don't get why guys like Rick Pitino can't just walk away at a certain point. You're like, look, you destroyed the Celtics. It was hilarious, but you did. <laughs> and I, I don't get why you don't at a point just want to go like, hey, let's move off. Yeah. Let's let's go, let's go into the sunset. I am. Multiple times a millionaire. Let's just enjoy. But that's it. why, because he he hasn't had his opportunity to go off in the sunset. He was where was he at? Iona. He's never, he's never going to be able to go off in the sunset. Like that's fair. he's not he's not there anymore. He had he's it. not that a guy long, anymore because he can't coach the way he used to coach. Yeah, everybody leave. That's true. Uh, Michael Jordan, Mig. Oh, sorry. I think this guy. <laughs> Michael Jordan might sell this uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, he's been talking about selling the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, his NASCAR team is winning. I think that he is going to. Uh, he realized he does not like being a loser. Did you see the how much he uh, paid for or how much he uh, bought them the uh, the Hornets? It was like 108 million that he paid, yeah. and now their value is like 1.7 billion. No, it's a good like it's a good business it's decision. It's a good business. I, decision. I think he might be ready to move on from 
Uh, he was never a great fit as an owner. He's they, You never hear the stuff about like players praising him, really, other than like, oh, no, he's a great player. But he's always been – maybe he lost a one-on-one game with one of the players and knew it was time to hang up. <laughs> it always just seemed like a toy thing for him. Yeah. Dad, he just wanted to have something to like to go play one on one with some of the best players in the NBA. Uh, he see, but I I could see him getting out of it. Let's do one more, and we'll go to break. All right. Speaking of owners, Magic in group bidding on the Commanders. Dude, everyone is bidding on the Commanders. But why? I, it's a football team. It's one of the best investments in, in sports. We do, you know, we we talk about, but baseball and basketball, their ratings are going down. Mm. Their their local TV deals are garbage now. Most of these local TV providers are trying to get out. Of like you know they're shutting down like Bally Sports, Bally Sports is it's, yeah. in production. Uh, I believe AT and T Sportsnet is a, has let the Astros and Rockets know that they are ceasing all operations of local sports programming. Wow! So all of these people are trying to get out of that game. The NFL doesn't have that because the NFL has CBS and Fox and ESPN and, and Amazon, Amazon Prime. <laughs> they have all these great things where they can do, it, and then you can subscribe to NFL.com to get more games. They're so good right now and so set. They are the sport in America. That's fair. Yeah. So why would you not want to get in when we just talked about what Jordan did and what ten times his money yeah. by buying an, an NBA team and sucking for years and years? <laughs> why would you not want to jump in and go, cool? If I want to get out in five six years, I, I could make. I, I stand the chance to to quadruple quintuple my money. It's just a solid investment. Uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, we will get into some instant serious news here on Instant Serious in the Horror One Hundred Four Nine One Hundred One Nine AM Twelve Sixty. Back here on Insta Serious on the Horn. Uh, it's time for some Insta Serious news. Anthony, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, our first story. Louisiana works out a deal to keep family, to keep pet Nutria. You know, Nutria, the stuff George Costanza's hat was made <laughs> so of ridiculous. in Seinfeld. Uh, this seems like terrible, but apparently there was a petition because this uh, Nutria has been on social media and stuff. So there was a petition, and they had to allow them to keep the pet Nutria. Uh, what pet did you always want as a child? Uh, an orangutan. Did you ever see uh, Dunstan checks in? Yeah, yep. yeah, that That's seems like I... a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that seems like one I would have wanted as well. Uh, future NASA moonwalkers are to sport sleeker space boots. Uh, they're saying basically we haven't walked on the moon in a while. When they go back, they're they're updating the outfit because it's kind of big. There's new technologies. You don't need sure. a big white outfit. Do you have any pitches for the uh, new spacesuits? They gotta have the uh, the Ghostbuster blasters. Oh, you, so you want the case. you want the the blasters. So yeah. you still want the kind of outfit, but the Ghostbusters blasters. Yeah. I'm going with the Rockets pajamas uniform. Okay, I think they need that Rockets with the rocket on it and yeah. everything. That's what I think would be a good look for them. <laughs> nice. Uh, the New Mexico game and fish uh, people have <laughs> seek professional bear huggers. What does that even mean? Uh, it's basically so the Parks Department is looking for people that are brave enough to do things, and they put this ad out. It's really stupid ad. They're like, you have to climb into a, a den and hug bears, and they're like, don't actually do that. Uh, <laughs> it seems like the worst marketing really bad. to get somebody. What's the worst job you've ever had? Uh, not the worst job, but I had to do volunteer work, and I had to clean the bathrooms at a homeless shelter. I've had to clean bathrooms before, not at a homeless shelter, and it wasn't fun where I did it either. Yeah, just uh, the worst. Anytime you'd say, we had to clean bathrooms, <laughs> automatically you're like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's like it's like hugging a bear. I prefer to <laughs> hug a bear. Uh, we got to get out of here. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Remember to follow us on other social media. It's at Insincerious. Uh, we'll be back next week with more. Uh, until then, hook them. Keep your underwear clean. We'll see you next week. Peace.